Welcome to the Dasco, Reverend Randy Impact's anointed teaching ministry. This message is selected from the vast teaching archives of Reverend Randy Impact. As you listen, may you be blessed and imparted with divine wisdom. And now, today's teaching. How God can use you to build his church. Say, Lord Jesus, use me to build your church. Say, God, use me to build your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Let's open our Bibles. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, for we are God's workmanship. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, this scripture is revealing that we are not on our own. We don't belong to ourselves. One of the things that many people think in this life, they think that they are on their own. That's why many people act the way they act. We are not our own. We have a maker. We have a creator. We have a God. We are owned by somebody. The Bible says we are God's handiwork. So everybody here is the work of God. And you need to understand that if you are a work of somebody, that means that you were created for a purpose. This is the work of somebody. And the purpose of this is to blow air, is to cool temperature. So this is somebody's handiwork. This is not on its own. There is an owner of this thing. So God is also telling us we don't own ourselves. We are owned by God. That's why when you wake up in the morning, you have to thank God because your owner made it possible. You know, sometimes we forget ourselves. We think that we are on our own. We beat our chest and talk. But that's not true. We are owned by God. And the Bible says we were created in Christ. So when we come into Christ and become Christians, the Bible says that we were created for good works. So God actually created us for good works. I want you to understand this. You are saved for good works. Now, this mobile phone was created for good works. The good works of this mobile phone is for the phone to be able to make calls, send WhatsApp messages, be able to access Facebook. If you have a phone and you can't make a call, you can't do WhatsApp, you can't do Facebook, it is a phone, but it is not doing good works. That's what we call good for nothing. So there's a purpose behind what we were created to do. We are saved to do works. We are not only saved to go to heaven. If Jesus saved us so that we go to heaven, then that means that the day we're saved, he will kill us so that we go to heaven. There must be a purpose for which we are saved. And Ephesians is telling us that we are saved for good works, not bad works. Say, I am saved for good works. So, for example, if I'm going to benefit from this phone, 
it must be able to make calls. The phone is for good works. You are for good works. So your relevance is in your works, not in your existence. So our relevance is not just in existence. Our relevance is in our works. Your value is in your works. Your relevance is in your works, not just in your existence. Wow. So many people are just existing, but God is not having value for the reason why he created you. You know, there's a certain purple tree. It doesn't bear fruit. It can be in your house for a long time. Ultimately, you are watering the tree. You are doing all kinds of things, but it is not bearing fruit. So when it happens like that, it is not useful. But God did not create us to be irrelevant. God created us to be useful. Say, I am useful. Say, I'm not useless. Now, the other thing is that you can be useful to so many things, but not to God. So there are people that are useful in many ways. But when you come into Christ, they are not useful to God. You can be useful to your nation. Maybe you're a footballer. You are useful to your nation. But when we come into Christ, the Bible says that you were created for good works. So what are your good works in Christ? So until you have good works in Christ, you are not relevant to Christ. Say from today, I will not be useless. Say, I will be useful to Christ. Now, the Lord has given us a vision as a church. All of us here, we are part of a church. Our church is called Grace Citadel Church. It is the best church in the world everywhere. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we are the best church. But when we say church, we are not talking about one person. We are talking about a people. So I am Grace Citadel Church. You are Grace Citadel Church. Say it's our church. It's not for somebody, it's for us. When God sent me to start this church, you were part of it. That's why you are sitting here. You are not here by accident. You are here because God wants you to be here. Most of the time, the Lord speaks to me. There was a day that I heard audibly, I heard the voice of God. But most of the time, he speaks through my spirit and then through my dreams. So if you are here, it's not that because you wanted to join the church. No. God actually brought you here. There's a spiritual influence. So you are not here by mistake. There is something here that God knows you need. That's why he brought you. Because God is the one in charge of your life. There are times that you want to do something, but God finds a way to orchestrate your life. Some of you here, you were brought here. You were invited here. Say, I'm not here by mistake. So it's our church. And if it is our church, then those of us inside the church, we are here for good works. Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. What is Jesus doing in the earth right now? This is it. And I tell you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gate of hate will not overcome it. Jesus said, I will build my church. So what God is doing in this day is that he's building his church. Jesus is building his church. Jesus is not building block factory. Jesus is not building supermarkets. Jesus is not building airports. Jesus is not building one district, one factory. Jesus is not building one district, one dam. That's not what Jesus is doing. 
So Jesus is building the church and as Christians, we must become passionate about the building of the church. He says, I will build my church. Say, I will be part of the building of the church. Matthew 6.33 The Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be given to you. So God is telling us, as for us, we have to seek the kingdom of God. And that is the church that Jesus is building. He is building his church. All over the world, more churches are being built because that's what Jesus is doing. Now, if Jesus is building his church, you have to ask yourself, what role am I doing in the church that Jesus is building? That's what you were created in Christ for. So that you will be relevant in the agenda of Jesus Christ. How can you do this? We want to look at the life of a man called Nehemiah. Nehemiah was one person that God used to build his kingdom in his generation. Nehemiah was not a pastor. Nehemiah was not a preacher. Nehemiah was a cabera. It means that someone who used to pour wine for the king. And in those days, if you pour wine for the king, because the king is afraid that someone will poison them, you have to taste the wine. So that if there's poison, you will die. So that was the job of Nehemiah. In today's terms, Nehemiah was working in the Flagstaff house. He was working with the king, the president. So Nehemiah was not an ordinary person. He was a very great man. But Nehemiah was used by God to build the walls of Jerusalem. You can be used by God to build this church. You are the one that God is going to use to build this church because Jesus is building the church in this end time. That's what Jesus is doing. And for you to be relevant to Jesus, you have to be involved in the building of the church. If we don't build the church, nobody will build the church. It is our work. The doctors will not build the church. The hairdressers will not build the church. Who will build the church with Jesus Christ? It's you and I. The Christians. Muslims who don't come and build us a church. So who partner with Jesus? It's us. Nehemiah was a cabera. Very powerful man. Working in the presidency. But the Bible said God used Nehemiah. God did not use the pastors. He used Nehemiah. There were pastors in his time. There were prophets in his time. Say, God will use me to build his church. Now, Nehemiah, the Bible says that though he was a cupbearer, he had a heart for God. He had a love for God. So God used him to build his church. I speak prophetically over your life that God will use you to build this church. God will use you to build his church. When we say church, we are talking about the people, the coming together of the people. We are the church. We are the church. That's what Jesus is building. The church building is part of the church. But the church is the people. So you are here for a purpose. You are here to partner Jesus Christ in building his church. Now, let me read something to you. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. 
The Bible says that they said to me, those who survive the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. What I'm saying is this. Jerusalem in the Bible means the house of God. It means the people of God. Now, the Bible says that the people of God, the house of God, the place of God was down. The walls had been broken. The gates have been destroyed. Because the enemy, at Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon, had destroyed Jerusalem. Now, Nehemiah was at this time in another kingdom. But when he heard the news of the state of Jerusalem, he began to cry. He began to mourn. He began to get disturbed. Why? Because he understands that he exists for the building of the church. He didn't cry because his mother is dead. He didn't cry because he's lost his job. He didn't cry because his girlfriend had left him. There are some people who cry because their girlfriend has left them. He cried because Jerusalem was in ruins. What can we learn from that? For God to use you to build his church, you need to have love for God. You need to have love for his church. That's my message. The reason why God used Nehemiah is that he had a bedding for Jerusalem. You can come to church, but you don't have a love for the church. You can worship God, but you don't love God. God will use those who love him, who are thinking about his church. Nehemiah had a job, he had a good salary, but still he was crying. The Bible says he wept. You ask yourself, among all the people in Jerusalem, why did God pick Nehemiah? Is the heart. What kind of heart do you have towards God? Do you love God? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your hearts. Many of us don't love God. We don't love the church. Nehemiah loved the church. Let me ask you. If you come to church and you see this place and people have not come to church, the place is empty. How do you feel? If you don't feel anything, you don't love the church. You don't love God. Because Jesus is building the church. He's pushing the church. So he needs people who love the church to be able to work with him. If you came to church, maybe you saw that something is not working. How do you feel about it? The Bible says Nehemiah became restless. He began to fast and pray. How do you feel about God's church? You know, the Lord told me that we are planting 100 micro churches this year. It must become your bedding. So as Nehemiah had the church in his heart, God picked him up. Because you are not being relevant to God. But the moment you associate with God, he begins to push you. Nehemiah moved away. And the Bible says, the king gave him so many things. Gave him blessings. Timber. So many things. 
And he went back to Jerusalem. And he began to build the house of God. 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 And the Bible says in 52 days. Only 52 days. Because he didn't lack money. He didn't lack resources. He didn't lack anything. God gave him speed. Can I tell you something? Every delay in your life is because you are not attaching yourself to what Jesus is doing. Jesus is a purposeful Jesus. He does not waste resources. So because of the heart Nehemiah had, his heart became a portal for blessing. Let me tell you something. You can pray and pray and pray and pray. If you don't shift your heart to the house of God, God will not bless you. God is about principles. How can we attract the blessing? By making God's bedding our bedding. And remember, in the days of Nehemiah, the Persian kingdom was the greatest kingdom in the whole world. We can expedite the blessing of God in our lives. We can expedite the blessing of God in our lives. There are days that I, I weep in prayer. Sometimes we are having a, a service. I look at the people. When I go home, I weep. Nehemiah had the heart for God. He wept and cried. He mourned. Because of the state of the house. And God began to bless him. The Bible said the king gave him letters for all the governess. The king supplied all his needs. May God supply your need. Because of your heart for God. Let's rise up and build this church. Let's rise up and build this church. Some of you can mobilize people to church. If you are not moved, it means you don't love God and his church. It's not automatic. You will never feel love for God. They don't give birth with love. You can make up your mind right now. I want to love you. I want to love your church. There are many people, they don't love God. Though. They don't love his church. They don't love pastors and men of God. But you must say, I love God. I will continue to serve God. I will bring people to church. I will be part of the planting of the church. You can do something. Like Nehemiah, you can do something. I prophesy to you that grace will come upon you today. You can do something great for God. So let's all rise up and build. And God will bless us. God rewards those who build his church. 1 Corinthians 3, 8 to 9. The Bible says, the one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. And they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. So God is not a magician and God rewards by labor. Rise up and, and build. Rise up and what? You can build. When I was a student, I built the church of God. You can rise up and build. And as you build, God will bless you. I see God rewarding somebody. I said I see God rewarding somebody. God bless you for listening to this message. Subscribe to Reverend Randy Impact on YouTube and all other digital platforms to receive more messages that will transform your life. Stay connected and prosper.